everybody welcome back to the everything under the sun podcast i am back after close to a month since i've posted um i took a small hiatus because well i just wasn't doing well to be honest um but that was that is a going to come to an end soon because I will be starting a new job, the one that I have been persistent at since June 13th, exactly. I have been in contact with these people since June 13th, and I finally got the job. They really stuck their necks out there for me. I did not have all the qualifications, but I kept telling them that I could prove myself, basically. And I also know someone who has been working at the company for like 20 years. It's a medical research company. We do clinical trials um, with medicines, different illnesses, things like that. So yeah, I'm so, ooh, I'm so happy. I couldn't be more happy. Um, It doesn't even feel real. And I am, I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are like this. I'm the type of person Like, for instance, I've had, with my old car, lots of car trouble. So with my new car, every day I'm like, I could go out there and my car could not be working. And Richie's like, you don't have to worry about that with this car. Like, it's so good. It's well taken care of. Like, you're taking care of it. And I'm just like, oh, I'm so scared. So with this job, I'm just like, is it too good to be true? I have, what's it called, imposter syndrome, which I hate when other people do this, but it's like when something happens to you, it's just a good coincidence, but then when something bad happens to you, you're like, oh, of course, this would happen, and I hate when I hear people say, oh, that would happen to me, like, don't flatter yourself, you're not the only person in the whole world, bad things happen to every person every single day. So anyways, I got the job I really wanted, and that is so, so exciting. I'll be working from home. I'm going to turn my mom's spare bedroom into my office. She only lives five minutes away, but I'm just nervous that because I am the type, I have to get out of the house every single day, no matter what, even if I walk to the mailbox when COVID first started and like on the weekends we weren't going anywhere or doing anything there was one weekend where I didn't change clothes at all I didn't shower at all and I was like this is it like I haven't seen my mom and who knows how long I haven't seen my grandma when will will I ever see my friends again like it was I'm like speaking to the masses here I'm sure almost everybody has felt this way I did nothing that weekend. Poor Richie was, like, doing everything, like, waking up, cooking breakfast, making lunch, doing all the dishes. Like, he did everything that weekend because we have a good balance. So, it's never, like, one person doing everything. But anyways, so I'm turning her spare bedroom into an office. I'm already, like, so hype about that, thinking of cute things to do to it. Anyhow, I don't want to go on and on. Since my last podcast, I've thought of a new setup that I want to do with my podcast. I'm going to have different segments. I'm going to have five-minute recap. 
which I kind of just did because I go on and on. And when I have a topic like I do today, I don't want to talk for 45 minutes about whatever. Like I just want to talk for five minutes and then get into the recap. I mean, get into the topic. I'm going to have current favorites. I really like when people like on YouTube videos or podcasts like talk about the things they love because I want to hear about things that people are doing and trying and wearing and stuff like that because it gives me new ideas. And then I'm going to list three thankful fours that might sound very cheesy, but I have to remind myself every single day of small things to be thankful for. Richie and I do this all the time. Like at night, I'll be like, I'm thankful for, I don't know, a laundry detergent because it makes my clothes smell good. Like literally the most minute things. Um, just because literally we should be thankful for everything we have. So those are my three new segments. Um, don't know if I'm going to have like little jingles for them. You'll see all of this implemented in the next podcast episode. Today I'm kind of just breaking it down, letting you know how it's going to look from now on. So I'm sitting at Richie's new desk and on top of that desk is his monitor. How exciting. I feel like, I don't know if, I mean, if I've really gone into how much this monitor has played a role in my day-to-day life in the past few months. I know I've mentioned it before on a past episode, maybe two, but every day, I don't want to put Richie on blast here. We all had something that we were just like head over heels excited about and wanted so bad. And Richie never gets anything like all year long. Like he'll literally be wearing like socks with like the stains and the holes and like shirts, like his undershirts and stuff like that. He doesn't get anything ever. The most exciting thing he gets is, like, Slim Jims from the store. When I, like, decide to, like, splurge, maybe I'll get him, like, a $15 roll of salami with prosciutto or whatever it is he eats. It tastes, like, I would come, like, I've never tasted brains, but I feel like that's what it would taste like, and it's truly horrifying. Anyways, he... I'm so happy. I couldn't be happier for him, honestly. When I came home, he was home when the monitor was delivered and I wasn't. And when I came home and I saw it, I literally wanted to tear up. And just the look on his face, he's the stinking cutest thing ever. And I'm just so happy for him. I really am. And I know I like bust his you know, try to put him on blast a little bit in front of everyone, but that's just kind of to, like, be stupid. But I truly am so happy, so excited for him. So, yeah, got the monitor. Also got a new, like, love seat situation, and it is so cute. And, yeah, I got a new reclining chair in my bedroom. Um, I say new. It was given to me by someone. Both of these things were... And I just couldn't pass up the chair. And I was thinking more, like, for the future when I have a house or something. Like, this chair would just be the most amazing thing to have. I just couldn't pass it up. So we put it in my room. 
sorry, a room <laughs> in the corner. I put a cute little pillow, a blanket. I got a plant today that I'm gonna like hang from the ceiling above it. I'm gonna get a little lamp to put next to it. Even though I have a Kindle, so like I don't need light to read, but I did my homework in the chair last night. It was very cute and cozy. Also, Richie found my AirPod, and I know that that might not be exciting to anyone, but if you have AirPods and you lose one, it is so annoying and inconvenient, not to mention a huge waste of money. Um, what happened was he lifted up the couch to look for something that he had dropped under there and he ripped a hole in the bottom of the couch. It's just like this little mesh material and inside that are some bars because each end of our couch reclines and on one of the bars was my AirPod. Never would have looked there. I probably, if he didn't lift up the couch that day, we probably would have never found it and I would have just gotten a new one for $90, which what a blessing. Honestly, I have learned to just wait because anytime I want something, I would just get it and then like I would find a better deal or someone would be like, hey, I'm giving away this thing and I'd be like, shoot, I just bought that yesterday. So now I just wait and sometimes I come into things, sometimes I don't. I mean, not obviously everything comes to you when you want it. Um, but yeah, so I'm glad I waited. So also, something that's been going on is I recently started back at school. Yay, love that. Um, honestly, it's not too bad. I don't have a huge workload. And I'm really good at just like crunching it out. Crunching it? That doesn't feel comfortable coming off the tongue. Crushing it? I just sit down and get it all done at once, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And yeah, that's really it, all I have to say about that. So that was a five minute recap. Current favorites, um, Dunkin' Donuts. Thank you, Ariel, for bringing this to my attention. Dunkin' Donuts is so much cheaper than Starbucks or whatever. Um, that's really it. I mean, I do like going to local coffee shops, but if you're looking for something really cheap, I get this humongous iced coffee for like $3 something cents, oat milk and hazelnut. It's amazing. Um, other favorites, Curology. Curology, this is gonna sound sponsored. Obviously, it's not because no brand in the world knows about me at all. Curology is the best thing that has ever happened to my skin. I used it a few years ago when I had really bad acne. I had tried every brand of everything ever from like $10 stuff to like $100 stuff. I did proactive. I went to the dermatologist. I did all of those things and nothing helped. So I tried Curology. You just go to like Curology.com. Do they have an app? I don't think so. Um, you send pictures of your face and it, they team you up with like a licensed dermatologist and they formulate something for you and it's just a little cream and you put it on your face after you wash your face. Best thing ever. And it's not just for acne. If you have fine lines, if you have just blackheads on your nose, if you have dry skin or really oily skin or whatever it is, if you have like weird pigmentation, it's not just acne. I would recommend this to anybody who is having skin issues because the dermatologist picks different formulas for each person. 
So there is that. Also, I'm putting this on here, even though I haven't watched it yet, but tonight, Dancing with the Stars is coming back. And I was so hyped until I found out Carol Baskin was on there. If you don't know her, she was from a very terrible show, Tiger King. It's just sickening to think that I'm actually going to see her in, like, again. I just hoped I never would, like, have to see her on television again. I mean, I don't have to, but I am tuning in to watch Caitlin Bristow, who was a former Bachelorette, and I listen to her podcast every week, obsessed with her. Also, I would recommend her podcast called Off the Vine for any of you who, like, it's, like, pop culture. She also has, like... I don't know, all types of people, therapists, I don't know. You know how podcasts are becoming these days, like interviews with all different types of people, mental health, things like that. Um, something that I've been eating and enjoying is this seeded little bread thins. I don't know what to call them. It literally on the package says seeded bread, but it's like a big, hard, giant, um uh, cracker. Sorry for that. That was unfortunate, uh, wording, but it's a cracker. Basically, it's a huge cracker, and they're from Trader Joe's, and I put little cream cheese on there, some little, cut up some cucumber and peppers. It's so good, and it's pretty filling to me. I get full, oh, I get full really fast, so love that. Also, I've been drawing and coloring a lot more, which is fun. Um, but the key to my drawing and coloring is Prisma colored pencils. Those are the best colored pencils in the world. More than Crayola or anything. You have to get them if you enjoy coloring and stuff like that or drawing, whatever. They are a little more expensive. Honestly, not terrible so worth it they blend so well they don't get like streaky they are beautiful they're so awesome um a song that I really like I'm like putting things from all categories like eating drinking like skincare whatever like just all different types of things just because I don't want to only talk like because I know all types of people listen to this as in, like, five people, but they're, like, varied from, like, my grandma to Richie's friends or whatever. So, um, yeah, I'm just, like, putting things that could appeal to all people or maybe, like, some future gift ideas. I mean, nothing really from today, but maybe in the future. So, anyways, a song that I've really been liking is Ginger by Brock Hampton, which I've actually known this song for probably, like, a year now, but I feel like Brockhampton is starting to become really popular. I rec not recently. I discovered them like two years ago and I love them. It's like a huge boy band, but they do like a little bit of rap, a little bit of pop. I don't even know what to call them. I would just check them out. Um, I really like them and I brought Richie into them. So yeah. Okay, well, that wraps up my current favorites, and I promise next episode I'm going to try to have maybe a little song, a little jingle to introduce all of these, but this is kind of just getting into it today 
and next time it'll be way more uh, put together. So getting into my topic today, I have a little bit of notes written down for this, but the topic is toxic relationships. I'm talking so much with my hands right now. I don't feel like I've ever done this before. Like talk so much with my hands. Um, toxic relationships. And that's with a spouse or parents or aunts and uncles or a co-worker or friends or in-laws, which I don't have in-laws, but even like your, you know, spouse's family, even, you know, if you're dating or whatever, any type of toxic relationships. Um, And I just want to put a disclaimer. I'm not talking about one singular person here. So please don't don't try to connect any dots. Don't, don't try to be a little sleuth. Don't ask me if I'm talking about this person, who am I talking, which I don't, I can only think of like one or two people who would just don't, don't. Okay. Because I'm, I'm just, I just recently got out of a toxic, oh my gosh, I just slammed my mic. A toxic relationship, obviously not like Richie or anything, and I'm not going to say anything. That's really all I'm going to say, but it was a very trying time for me being in a relationship with this person. Again, it wasn't like a romantic relationship, and that's all I'm going to say. It was a very trying time, and so I'm just putting this out here because I feel like I learned a lot. I feel like I realized a lot of things about myself and the people around me, the people in my life, and things like that. So, I decided to create this podcast, a little bit of closure for me, because I will never get closure with this person, and that's fine. I will have to deal with it. I really need closure, I've come to realize, and so, yeah, I'll just have to deal with that. But anyways... So, I'll start out this podcast so we can all just be honest with ourselves. Everyone has, I don't want to say toxic traits, but traits that don't add to their person. Does that make sense? And if you're thinking, no, I don't have anything like that, then your toxic trait would be lack of self-awareness. So, there you go. Um, and this could be anything. And again, I'm not saying everyone has quote unquote toxic traits because I feel like toxic is becoming a very word that is just thrown around a lot. Um, so maybe you're very negative. Maybe you overthink a lot and I'm not calling anyone out. I'm not saying these are bad, but everyone has good and bad things about them, you know? So anything, it could be anything. Maybe you're very judgy. Um, yeah, stuff like that. So to open up the floor and maybe get you in your own head and get you thinking about things that maybe you do that are not good for your relationships with other people, I will name toxic traits about me. (laughs) And I'm super fully aware of the toxic things about myself and I'm sure there are way more Um, but don't, you don't have to let me know. Like, I know, I know what I need to work on, so we'll just leave it at that. Some things about me. I'm a very manipulative person. And also, these things are not hard for me to say. Uh, 
because everyone, like I said, has things about them. I'm just being honest about what's wrong with me. And I feel like sometimes honesty really puts off people. It's concerning. So even times when I say something good about myself, like times where I've said before, like if someone says to me, your hair looks so good today, I will say, thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really like it too. I've literally had people say, wow, that was a very cocky comment of you. And I'm like, hmm, I love how we're normalizing just talking terrible about ourselves. But anyways, I'm a manipulative person. Um, I don't go into situations ever thinking, how can I sway this conversation? Um, I've mainly noticed this with Richie, and I try not to do this as much anymore, but he would say something, and I would kind of turn the tables and be like, mm, yeah, but you, you know? And so... Um, I hope that's something that I've improved on. Richie, you can let me know. Um, I'm sure you will. Richie's very honest to a fault, um, and he has this thing about him where he says exactly what's on his mind at all times. And I actually love that about him, and he has, you know, made me realize I should be that way. And so there have been times where he will say something to someone and I'm like clenching my butt cheeks because I'm like, oh, this is so uncomfortable. But Richie never talks bad about anyone behind their back, ever. If he says it behind your back, he has said it to your face. And that is something I love about him. Anyways, this is not a podcast about him. This is about how I'm manipulative and all the things. So... I'm manipulative. Also, something that is terrible about me is I have extremely high expectations for everyone in my life. Everyone. So if you're in my life, this is out to you. Um, well, I don't want to say that because not everyone. I'll just explain. So I have high expectations. I do a lot for people, I like to think. And I will bend over backwards. I am constantly, you know, asking people, what do you need? How can I help you? If I'm going out of town, I'm asking whoever I'm visiting, what can I bring? What can I bring? What can I bring? You know, that type of thing, which is how it should be. And um, I don't know. And I don't ask for things in return. I don't let people know what I need from them. So I'm constantly giving and giving. And then I, and I'm not trying to be like, my flaw is that I care too much and that I'm too nice. No, my flaw is that I don't know how to feed into my own mental health sometimes. And so I'm constantly trying to help other people. And then I just end up blowing up. And I only blow up to Richie, not at him, but to him about other people. Um, That is another toxic trick about me. But yeah, I don't let people know what I need from them. And I've done this at jobs. Like if I'm helping someone and I've found that I'm helping them more than they're helping me, which isn't, I'm not a tallyer either. I'm not like, okay, well, I helped you, so you helped me. But if I did need someone's help, I just expect them to read my mind. And that is a toxic trait. So those are just a few examples. I only named two, but I'm sure there's more. Um, Another toxic trait actually about myself is that, and this kind of goes into not letting people know what I need from them, 
but just not like opening up. So like, I'll here's a good example. I'll listen to you know what people have to say, but I rarely will reach out and say this happened to me, um, and I'm sad or I'm mad or I'm happy even. Like I have a problem with telling people anything because I think that no one cares. And it's not like, oh, little old me, no one cares about me. I don't think that. I don't, and I'm not an insecure person. I'm not like, I don't matter. What I say doesn't matter. I just think that people are busy and I don't want to bother them. And so, which, that's so annoying. I hate that about me. Um, And a good example, actually, is a few years ago when my grandfather died, I remember... He died on the 30th, and I went to Ariel's house for New Year's Eve party, and I was still, like, upset, and I was dating someone else at the time, not Richie, um, and I was, like, upset, and Ariel's like, what's wrong, and he's like, oh, her grandfather, she's just, like, sad, and Ariel's like, what, and I'm like, yeah, he passed away, and she's like, what? Like, why wouldn't you say that? I'm like, well, I mean, like, I just... Not that anyone in my life, like, that is close to me ever puts off the persona that they don't care, but I just go ahead and make the decision that they don't need to know this information because they have enough going on. So, things like that, um, that is a toxic trait about me. I could keep going, but I'm not going to because I don't want to hate myself at the end. This is about other toxic people. So, anyways, um, so... How do you know if someone is toxic? That might be a weird question to ask, but I have found that I had some very toxic people in my life. And I didn't even know until forever later. I mean, fill in the blank, months, years, days, whatever. Um, And I just want to say, I don't want people just... Again, I don't want people throwing it around the word toxic like it's candy. You know, we need to really think about who's toxic in our life and who isn't, okay? A good way I found to know if someone is toxic, how do you feel when you are about to see them or speak to them? Are you excited? Are you happy? Are you sad? Are you anxious? Are you scared to talk to them because you're scared of what they're going to say or how they're going to react? This is, that's the number one sign for me to know if someone is toxic is because I find myself feeling so anxious before I see them um, because I don't know, are they going to be happy today? Are they going to be sad today? Are they going to make me feel bad about myself? And dealing with toxic people, you have to know, okay, you are not the way they make you feel. But then again, if you spend... Let's use a coworker as an example. If you spend every day with this person or a lot of time, maybe not every day, you can only put in a positive mindset for so long. Okay? You can only put on a brave face for so long. And you'll have people, well, be lucky you have a job. You're making money. It's not you're not there to be friends, this, that, and the other. Okay, you're right. But if everything you say and do is just going to be shot down, then 
then you're just going to be broken at the end of the day. Honestly, it's going to get to you. And I don't care what type of person you are after a certain amount of time. And it could take, it could take longer for, you know, others to start feeling this way. But at the end of the day, eventually you are going to feel broken. So pointing out how does this person make you feel? And, and let, I don't, how do I want to word this? I don't want you thinking, oh, well, I'm scared to see this person today. Don't, don't think every time that happens that they're a toxic person. Like if you've just recently gotten into an argument and you're like, oh, the next time we see each other is going to be awkward or something like that. That doesn't mean they're toxic. Um, but on a normal basis, how does this person make you feel when you're speaking to them? Do they shoot you down a lot? Um, I had someone in my life, like I just said, I just recently got out of a very toxic relationship with someone. Oh, I wonder if you heard that. My cats are just running absolutely rampant. I have a piece of the cracker stuck in my throat that I had earlier, and it's really affecting my speech right now. Um, anyways, and I don't want to like cough crazy into the mic. So anyways, um, recently toxic relationship that I just got out of everything I would say was wrong. I could say, oh, the sky, it's looking dark today. I wonder if it's going to rain. Well, the forecast says it's not going to rain. So that just means that it's definitely not going to rain. And that's like a stupid example, but literally just things like that. If I say, oh, I love to do this, they will say, I would never do that. Or if I bought this, you know, a shirt. Wow, you spent that much money on a shirt? Oh my gosh, this cracker is really doing something to me. I'm so sorry. You know, things like that. I can think of so many times where stuff like this has happened to me. I never comment on something someone says or does unless they ask me. And I expect the same. It's not your business. It shouldn't matter to you what I'm doing. Unless you live with me, unless my financial or behavioral, you know, doings affect you, you shouldn't care. And I know if you care about someone, you want the best for them. And I'm not, if I say I'm going to go shoot up heroin, I would hope to God someone said something. But if I come home, well, no, again, that Richie lives with me. If I go to a friend and I say, I just spent $10,000 on a sock. I want them to say, I'm so happy for you that you were able to do that. I hope that sock brings you the most joy in your whole entire life. That is what I want from people. And I hope that people can relate to this because I feel like I just know so many people that do things like this. Um, when I, I was just talking about this with Ariel the other day. And this is not her, but when I was younger, for instance, um, it's it just so happens that every person that I am friends with or have ever been friends with, besides maybe like two people, um, have had divorced parents and had grown up in like weird slash terrible situations at some point or another. Um, so it's just funny that that has happened. But anyways, um, and people like to get in a what my mom would call a pissing contest. 
But the people I hung around, because I was in this category um, of not having a ton of money, would more so argue about who had it worse. Do you know those type of people? Like, if I say, oh, I just... Uh, I keep going back to money because I feel like money is, like, number one problem with the world, basically. Um, well, maybe top five. Anyways, if I say, oh, I just spend so such and such at the store... Oh, oh, you have that much money? Man, I wish I could do that. Like, and I'm like, dude, why don't you just say you're happy for me? Or just don't say anything at all. Like that, that annoys me. And I was, like I said, I was talking about with Ariel how when I was younger, even now, my mom and grandma love Kohl's and Belk and stuff like that. And they have the credit card. And, you know, if you... Buy with the credit card and pay it off. You get, like, Belk's points and Kohl's cash and, like, all these things. If you shop there, you know. And when I was younger and I would go, you know, get whatever, um, my grandma spoiled me. There's no question about it. My mom tried as hard as she could. She did not... I mean, we just didn't have a bunch of money. And I don't want to be like, oh, poor me. It. I had... They... My mom and grandma... I owe my life to them. Honestly, they have done more for me than I could ever deserve. And I don't, I never say stuff like that to them, but it's true. My mom could literally be in the negatives and I could call her right now and be like, I really want this shirt and she would get it for me or whatever it was. My grandma is the same way. And so my mom would do what she could and then my grandma would do the rest. And so I would go to Kohl's and she would get me new back to school clothes and stuff like that. And people would be like, oh, wow, you're so spoiled, this and that. You're in, and oh, this is another thing. And I'm going off on a big tangent right now. I promise I'll loop back. Because I'm an only child, everyone assumes that I just have this abundance of things just flowing out of my ears. <laughs> um, and that's just not true. I was so fortunate growing up. My mom's boyfriend did a lot and his sister, who I always would call my aunt, um, they have done a lot for me. I always had people in my life who have done a lot for me. And for that, eternally grateful. I could never repay any of these people. And I don't let myself forget that. And I never expect anything. Um, even though it might seem like I do, I know I joke around with my grandma a lot, like, oh, I know you'll do this or that, but I don't expect anything from anybody in my life, and I'm thankful for everything that I get, and and so people would try to bring me down. Anyways, rolling back to the conversation, this one person in particular I was in a toxic relationship with, um, would do this to me when I got a new car oh, wow, you got a new car, like, you are just so whatever, and I'm like, well, one, my other car literally couldn't drive anymore, I didn't have a choice but to get a new car, yes, I pay more than I wanted, but in the end, it will be worth it, um, just things like that, so when you talk to people, and you're really excited about something, how do they react to you, are they happy for you, are they bringing you down? And I'm not just talking about money. Let's say you, like for me, I got a new job and I'm so thrilled and excited. If I run to someone and tell them I got a new job, are they happy for me? Or are they like low-key jealous? Or maybe 
you know, and maybe they're jealous because I am doing a job that, how can I word this? Maybe they feel like they're doing less than me. I don't know. And I don't know because this isn't even a situation. So this is kind of a bad example. But do you know what I'm trying to say? When you tell someone something who is in your life, they should be happy for you. Whether it's a relationship or a new job or whatever. Maybe you saved up for this one thing. Like Richie with the monitor. And his his friends were like 2% less excited than he was. And that is a lot. Like they were so, so happy for him. He like FaceTime his friends immediately and he's like unboxing his monitor. And one of them has a monitor and the other one doesn't, which I don't even know if he wants one or not. But regardless, they're thrilled for him. That is the type of people you should have in your life. When you tell someone something, how are they reacting? And I'm not telling you, maybe once or twice, because everyone gets the green bug. Like, everyone can be a little jealous, or maybe they're having an off day. Maybe they've got stuff on their mind, and they just, not that they don't care about what you're saying, but they just are focused on other things. But I can think of a few people who, when I would tell them something, never would I get a good response. Never would they be happy for me. And it would be relating to anything. And I'm not expecting the people to jump, you know, I'm not, well, what did I say? I feel like I just really jumbled up some words, but maybe not. I'm not expecting everyone to jump for joy when I when something goes well for me, but I do want them to genuinely be happy for me. And I know everyone expresses that in different ways, but you need people in your life who are going to rally for you when good things happen for you. And and another thing, are they there for you when you need them? If you reach out to them, and again, people have bad days, you can't expect people to be there for you 24-7. And that's where you have to kind of learn to, you know, comfort yourself at times. But do you have people, and maybe you're thinking about a person in particular, when you go to them anytime with an issue, and, and again, everyone expresses things differently, I just got a phone call and it totally messed up my recording. I hope that it's saved and I also can't quite remember where I left off on. Um, I think I was just talking about how do people respond when you tell them something good or bad. Oh yeah, when you go to someone, if something bad happens, like I was saying that not everyone responds the same way. Um, some people aren't good at co- comforting people, but are they at least there to give you an ear to listen? Do they genuinely care about what you're going through? That's, um, I feel like that's a really telling sign as well. If, if you're constantly giving and no one, and I'm, again, don't tally, don't, well, I helped you this many times, so you helped me. Don't do that because you will be let down every single time, no matter what. So I'm just saying, if they never help you, if they never genuinely care about what you have to say, then, I mean, I don't want to say they're toxic, but maybe they're just not good for you. Um, and this could be for everybody. So let's let's break things down 
a little bit. Um, that was kind of a, a few a few things on how to tell if a person is toxic. I'm sure there's a hundred more things that are just slipping my mind. Oh, another one um, that literally just came to me. Um, you know, I asked I asked some of my friends toxic traits, um, how to deal with it and stuff like that. And so one person wrote back and said, a toxic trait is where, I keep saying trait, a toxic trait. That is bothering me. Another toxic trait is when you're close to someone and you're in an argument and they throw your personal things at you. So maybe a secret, maybe issues that you have with yourself or whatever. Um, And I can think of instances where this has happened to me. Like if you're in an argument and someone says, well, you you did this that hurt me. And then they say, well, yeah, but you did this one time. I know almost, I know almost every single one of you listening could could think of one time or another where that's happened, where you, you get on the defense. And is this how this person communicates with you all the time? And everyone, I know everyone has done this, so I don't, I don't, just because one person does a few of these things once in a while does not mean they're toxic. Everyone has their faults. No one can be on 24-7. No one can be a perfect friend, boyfriend, girlfriend, mom, dad, uncle, whatever. I keep saying uncle. I feel like, well, no, I've only said it. That would be my second time, so never mind. Um, But... You know, not everyone can be the best fill-in-the-blank all the time. So please just evaluate carefully. And I feel like if you have someone toxic in your life, you already know that they're toxic. Or maybe you get the feeling. Um, But again, just those are a few ways to tell. So toxic family. Ooh, this is something. And um, I do have family that listens. The people who listen are not toxic. I just want to say that. Um, So, and I've seen this with a little bit myself and other people, especially, gosh. Um, Toxic family. How do you deal with them? Um, You know, growing up, I didn't have siblings well now that I'm grown I still don't have siblings so uh, I don't have any siblings um so my cousins were my siblings my friends were my siblings um so oh Winnie Winnie can you hear her Winnie oh so cute um so my friends my cousins were my siblings Oh my gosh, I guess she's hungry. They think that I'm going to feed them because I'm in their room. Wendy! So, um, I was with my family a lot. And so, for toxic family, are you with these people a lot? Or do you only see them at holidays? Because I feel like if you only see them at holidays, um, it can be a lot easier to maneuver Maybe you work with your family. Maybe you live with your family. Um, And this, you know, it could be more than just parents. Um, Also could be parents. Parents could be toxic. I've seen also. Um, Oh, my gosh. Wendy. Wendy. 
Um, so what is off number one question? How often do you have to see this person? Okay. And what type of relationship do you want with this person? So, and this could be asked for all, 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 all of the subtopics that I'm going to mention about toxic relationships. Um, if you see this person often and you want a relationship with them, number one thing is to have a conversation with them. And that, folks, is the hardest thing to do. I think if you're dealing with a toxic person, no matter who they are, it can be so stinking hard to have a conversation with them and let them know you make me feel this way. And when I when again, I, I keep reiterating this because I don't want you to have one person who you get in an argument with one time and say, wow, they're toxic. I'm talking about every time. Because I have those people who every... Ouch! Ouch! Why are you biting me? Oh my gosh, she is definitely hungry. Um, who every time I see them or talk to them, I get so anxious. I... This one person who every time I was about to see them, I would literally dry heave. And I know that sounds dramatic. You can ask Richie. He can attest for me. I would literally dry heave because I felt so incredibly, insanely sick to my stomach. Because when I would see this person, every time they would bring me down, they would argue me, they would rebuttal everything I said. If I was wearing something, wow, I would never wear that around these people. Um, And I'm trying not to give too much detail because I don't want any dots to be connected. Um... Oh, I would never say that because it could give off this impression. Oh, I would never, whatever. Whatever it was, I was rebuttaled somehow, even if I didn't bring up a situation. Like, for instance, the clothes. If I showed up in something, oh, I would not wear that. You know, this and that. Or back to the money thing. Oh, wow, you must have spent a lot of money on that. You know, stuff like that. And so with family... It can be this way because family has a tendency to think that they can say whatever they want because they're blood. And that is not okay. That is not true. And no circumstance should anyone ever have an excuse to disrespect you or vice versa, you them. And I was just telling Richie this this morning, actually. You, you never want to feed into a situation. If someone is coming at you and they're saying things, you should not snap back at them. And that can be very hard, but I've had to learn this the hard way because if you snap back, then they're gonna snap back and then it's gonna be a snapping contest, okay? And I'll use me and Richie for an example because I'm comfortable with this and he's obviously not a toxic relationship. But, and this kind of, leaks into what I said earlier that my friend texted me about when you're having an argument and I want to think of a specific example but I can't right now um but you know if Richie says to me I didn't like the way you said that and I would say well you talked to me this way yesterday so I can say whatever I want and then he say oh really well this and that and then you're just going back and forth and so again you don't want to ever be feeding into a situation so how to deal with that if, and I'm, 
trying to speak mainly on family right now. Again, this could be all situations. Um, but with family, like I said, they feel like they can say whatever they want. Especially, you know, the generations these days seem to very, you know, have a very big gap. I'm very different from the older people in my family. Very, very different. And I don't know if that's just because of the generation I'm in or, you know, obviously me as a person has to do with it. Very big. And I've witnessed a lot of uh, words being said that they didn't need to be said or could have been said in a different way. Um, and so... What is the best way to handle that? Just, here's a few things. Kill them with kindness. That's my, that is the most cliche saying, but it is my favorite saying, and it is something that I will and always will do. Um, I can think of so many situations where, well, one, I snap back, but then other situations where I didn't snap back. Um, a family member commented on something that they really didn't like that I did and there was nothing wrong with the thing that I had done and you know what I they were so nasty about it and I just responded you know what I appreciate your opinion and I'm glad that you felt like you could share it with me I love you and that something along those lines and it was over social media and I had a few people reach out to me and be like, how did you have yourself so composed? And that's another thing um, that I'm about to say is that realizing people for what they are, take things at face value. If you know someone is a certain way, don't expect them to change. And that is the hardest thing I've had to realize about toxic relationships. They're most likely not going to change. And I do believe people change. But again, you have to take people at face value. If this is how they are today, could I deal with this for the rest of my life? If the answer is no, then, you know, I would break off that relationship or I would have a conversation and then go from there. And that, that goes into all subtopics, relationships, family, friendships, co-workers, whatever it may be, can I deal with this for the rest of my life? And I think about, um, with, with family, it's a lot harder to cut them off, obviously. They're your family. They get together for holidays, maybe. I'm assuming that, you know, well, no, I don't want to assume because not everyone does that. But let's just say, for most people, they get together, and I'm not just talking about Christmas or what, any holiday, birthdays, you know, it doesn't matter. Um, whatever celebration, it can be hard to cut people off and to distance yourself, and you will probably experience backlash. But again, you have to decide what's best for you. So cutting them off, is that what best is best for you? Have you had a conversation with this person? And then you might be thinking, oh, well, I could never say this to them because they will react this way. I get it. I've been there. There are people who I haven't and never will have conversations with. So my next thing, if you can't have a conversation with them, create boundaries. Maybe 
when you go to a family function, hug this person or don't, whatever. Um, say hello. Be cordial. Again, you never want to be feeding into a situation. You, and this is totally, could be taken as prideful. It doesn't matter. Take it any way you want. You never want to be, oh, well, she didn't say hey when she walked in the door, so she's this and that. Walk in, have the biggest smile on your face, say hey, and go hang out with your favorite family member. Or maybe you don't have a favorite family member. In that situation, mm, I, I don't know, I would really have to evaluate, you know, how much you care about seeing these people. Um, if you don't care about seeing them, then I wouldn't see a problem with cutting them off. I don't, I'm not in that situation. Um, so I wish I could touch on that more. I'm sure there are people, um, well, there definitely are people, you know, um, maybe I could think of people in biracial relationships or, or maybe you are not of the sexual orientation that your family wishes, you know, I could definitely see people being cut off for that. Um, obviously I've never experienced that and that's a terrible thing. Um, but anyways, so back to what I was saying, um, go hang out with your favorite family member. You don't have to associate with those people as much and chances are they really don't care. Something I've learned is that if you just show up they're going to have a lot less things to say about you. And and I don't look at this as compromising your feelings. I just look as, you know, as a middle ground for everyone. You showed up. You did your part. You said hello. If they ask you a few questions, if it starts to get heated or uncomfortable, again, smile. Answer, answer as short as you can and then just walk away. Um... So, and I hope that people don't take this as to go into every toxic relationship as, oh, I guess I should just smile and put on a brave face. That's not what I'm saying. You know your toxic and untoxic relationships better than anyone. Um, and there, there are probably so many times where you go through something with a person and they have no idea they made you feel that way. That's why I stress to you. It's very important to have conversations. I've had to learn this myself. It's very important to have conversations with people. And as scary as it can be, the outcome might not be as bad as you think. And if it is, then you have your answer. Right. Oh, my. Then you have your answer. So um, I, hope that, I hope that helped a little bit with family. I feel like I didn't touch on everything I can only share my experiences and things that I've seen with myself and through others, you know, friends and stuff like that. So um, along with family, maybe the, I feel like in-laws has such a negative connotation around it. And um, that, I hate that. Honestly, I hate that because the whole mother-in-law especially, which I don't, obviously don't have, you know, anything like that. I wish I did, um, even if she was terrible, which she 100% would not have been. Um, I do wish that I had that experience, but I know through other people I've dated, um, friends and family, something about the mother-in-law especially if it's a girl like if it's a girlfriend or a wife or whatever and the mother-in-law 
something about that is just really, really different. It just is. Because I... How do I say this? I know moms are very babying. I don't That's not the right word. Over their sons. Okay. And I've experienced this in all aspects. Through friends and everything. And through people I've dated. But we don't have to get into that. Um, so let's, you know, so your spouse's family. If you get along with them, then you've hit the jackpot. Okay. I like to think that Richie hit the jackpot with my family, maybe. I mean, he really, really, really gets along with my family, which is good because my family all lives here and only his three siblings live here. He, I think I've said this before. He does have family in Charlotte. Unfortunately, we don't get to see them as much as we wish. Um, so with him, I think that he hit the jackpot. Um, and yeah, so toxic, uh, we'll just say in-laws, but this can go for dating or, you know, whatever, whatever, um, engaged, married, what, you know, um, <sighs> how do I, okay, I was actually listening to Bill Burr's podcast this morning, if you haven't listened to his podcast, you need to, it's, it's very funny, um, it's very, it takes a special person. He gives everyone the opportunity to to be in the spotlight, I guess I'll say. Um, definitely acquired taste, but he's awesome and super funny. And he had someone write in, and this guy had been dating this girl for six months, and the girl didn't like the mom. Um, classic, honestly, I feel like. girl Girls... They're very powerful beings. I mean, so are men, but oof, girls are very headstrong most of the time. Headstrong, powerful, possessive. Um, and I've seen it. It's a tale as old as time. The girlfriend or the wife doesn't get along with the mom of the boy. I keep saying girl and boy. I mean, obviously, this could go for anyone, but um, just my experience. So the the girlfriend didn't like the mom, and she's constantly talking bad about the mom. Uh, something had happened, and basically the girl had told the boyfriend, I wish your mom would die. And Bill Burr says, dude, you need to get out of that. No matter how bad your mom is, a, I feel, and this is just me, that... Your spouse should never smash your family. Ever. I don't smash Richie's family. He doesn't smash mine. And there's not, not saying there's big reasons to, but like if they say something I don't agree with or vice versa. You know, I'm not, we're not sitting there, oh, your person did this or that. It's not appropriate. That's not their family. Or is that, did I say that right? My family isn't his at the end of the day and vice versa. You know, um, even if you're married and they technically are your family, they're still not. And I feel, you know, I don't have siblings, but I've kind of noticed like, it's like if you're fighting with your sibling and you say you're dumb or whatever, but then if someone else calls your sibling dumb, 
that's not okay. Like, with Richie's younger siblings, for example, or mainly his little brother, you know, they go back and forth and say all kinds of things. But I know for a fact, if someone else said that to his little brother, it would be over. Everything would be over. And so I kind of feel that it should be that way with all in-laws. Even if your spouse is sitting there and trashing their mom or dad or whoever up and down all day long, I just don't feel like it's appropriate. Because I feel like any time you sit there and talk bad about someone, whether they're toxic or not, it just leaves more room for negativity in your own mind, in your own words. I feel like the more comfortable you get talking and thinking bad about people, the more unhappy you're going to be. Maybe you'll act out on it. Who knows? And so um, I feel like with in-laws, it can be hard. You want, well, maybe you don't. I want to be best friends with my in-laws, whoever they are, you know, and um, like I said, unfortunately, Richie's family doesn't live here. We do talk to his dad a lot. And um, I mean, his dad's not like a, oh, I love you so much type of person. So I think he likes me. Um, uh, it's different because he doesn't live here. So even if he didn't like me, I mean, I'd be sad. But well, even if he did live here and he didn't like me, I mean, it is what it is. Your relationship is about you and the person and not not anybody else. And that goes for your family against your spouse as well. Maybe your family is toxic to your spouse. Um, and you, I mean, I'm not saying to choose people over people, but at the end of the day, if no one is necessarily doing anything wrong and, you know, your family is just being judgy and picky, I would either call them out or I would just, you know, kind of brush it off. But anyways in-laws, creating boundaries, again, maybe, maybe you, you try to have a relationship, and they're just not giving you what you want back in return, maybe they don't reach out to you, maybe they're mean when you reach out to them, you know, that can be a thing, especially I feel like with, um, people's siblings, like, I had a friend one time who openly admitted that when her, brother got a girlfriend she would tell the girlfriend all the time I don't like you if you hurt my brother I'm gonna literally kill you things like that um and then she ended up being in the girl's wedding so it all worked out but um I feel like maybe with siblings I don't know I could be wrong again I don't have siblings um so I don't know for sure but maybe just acceptance first of all coming coming to the coming to the realization that maybe we're not going to be best friends and that's okay you don't have to be best friends again your relationship is about um you and the person at the end of the day and I don't want to if this if these people in any situation are like overly disrespecting you obviously handle that the way it needs to be handled but I'm just talking maybe they're mean maybe they're not interested and you can kind of tell whatever um stuff like that But again, with the boundaries, um, maybe not, maybe letting your spouse go and hang out with his family once in a while without you, and that might seem harsh, maybe people will think, oh, she or he is this way or that way, let them think that, 
let them think that. You can't please everyone all the time, and you have to put your own mental health first. Um, and most of the time, in-laws are probably people who you can't 100% cut off, especially if your person is very close with them. Um, but maybe only go to things sometimes. Um, make Heck, make plans that night and say you already had plans, you know, so you don't have to lie. Um, if you have homework, you know, if you're in school or, you know, whatever, say you don't feel well, uh, maybe you don't feel because you're anxious to go, whatever, just don't feel bad for canceling. And I'm not saying never go unless it's, you know, a really terrible situation. Um, when you do go, much like your own family, smile, say hello and stick with your spouse. And hopefully your spouse is an understanding person. And will hopefully stick by your side. You know, I can think of not with family, but like things I didn't want to go to with Richie, but I went to and he stuck by me and made sure I felt comfortable. And hopefully that would be a situation for you if this is, you know, something you're experiencing. Just express to your spouse. Again, don't badmouth. That's tacky. It's tacky to badmouth anyone. It really is. That is a number one turnoff for me. Uh, if someone sends me a picture, oh, look at so-and-so, they've done this or that or whatever. I'm like, dude, you're, you're how old and all you know to do is talk about other people? Like, didn't we go to school? Don't, aren't we smart in that? Anyways, that's another conversation. Mm, well, that could be a toxic trait if you're with someone and all they do is talk bad about other people. I've been with people like that. And everyone gossips, it's true. I know I have. Um, I try not to, really bad. Um, But it it happens with everybody. But does this person only talk about other people all the time? Mm, That's definitely toxic. So, that's with in-laws, creating boundaries and stuff. Work. Coworkers. Um, I don't know... See, I know people who have had really toxic coworkers, and then I have people, for instance, who I've been friends with for years because of working with them. Um, but I've also had the other. So, um, toxic coworkers, man. That is the worst. And I think I went into this earlier, but if you're like spending all the time with this person or people, maybe it's a group. Um, And my heart goes out to anybody who has to experience this. I know for, I don't, I don't want to name any examples or anything, but I know a few people who have been in very unhappy work environments because of the people and it's heartbreaking. It's really heartbreaking because you're like, I have to do this job. I have to make money. Maybe it's an internship. Um, I'm trying to think of all examples, but maybe you have to do this job for some reason. Um, it's just terrible. Um, but one thing I want to say is never do anything for the money ever. And I'm not, I mean, don't be stupid, you know, don't just, you know, I mean, if you need money, you need money, obviously bills and whatnot, but there is always something that you can do and you know quit go to work at go work at a store you like or a little ice cream shop or something 
And if you don't like working nights, tell them, hey, I'll come work here, but I'm not working nights, or maybe you want Saturdays off, or whatever. Until you find something you like better. There's always options. Places are always hiring. Always. There's always options. And I. this goes for not just work, but anything. Never stay in any type of relationship that is not healthy for you mentally physically especially um it's not worth it but back to the work environment you know I was so I'll be honest I was so unhappy with the job I had and for so long I just felt so stuck and so one day I just quit I just quit and I had some offers and stuff like that the day I quit I had two immediate interview setups and I got both the jobs immediately now I I believe in God so I think that was a God thing maybe you're like the universe type person or whatever but things will nine times out of ten align for you the way they're supposed to not the way you always want them to but the way they're supposed to like when I first got this job the job I've been dying for since mid-June Everyone, oh, how much did it, how much does it pay? Or is it good money? I'm like, why are you asking that? Your first question should be, am I happy? Because that's always should be your number one priority is if you are happy and those that you love. Um, always your number one priority. So with work, if this job is just a stupid little job that you're just doing to get by, maybe till you finish school or whatever, quit. Go to another one. And it may not be ideal. I've worked some non-ideal jobs, I promise you. But I knew it wasn't going to be forever. So just go somewhere else. Okay? And if you can't, let's say that you can't for some reason. And you have a toxic coworker or coworkers. Again, try talking to them. You're a human. They're a human. I hope that there would be some level of respect regardless of how you feel towards each other and go from there. If they don't take it well, then just distance yourself. Maybe you can't physically, but maybe mentally, you know, try to, and I'm, I know every work situation is different. Try to listen to music, try to listen to a podcast, try to do whatever you can to bring you to a healthy headspace so that way when you do have to talk to this person, you know, it's not going to be totally destroying you. Maybe you don't have to talk to this person. Maybe you're just in the same location, but you don't have to talk. Don't talk to them. Just say hey and say bye. Be civil. Be sincere. Don't be fake either. If you can't say anything real, then just don't say anything. But be sincere. You don't have to be best friends with these people, you know. And I have a terrible habit of that. I want to be friends with everyone. I genuinely care about a lot of people. As soon as I meet them, I care about them just because they're a human being. And I feel like I have to be friends with that or friends with them. And that is not the case. And I've been shot down many times. And now that I've experienced what I've experienced, I've had to learn that's okay. You don't go to work to be friends with people. It's better when you are, but it doesn't always happen, and that's fine. I think that work and home... Oh, my gosh. 
but I've had to learn that I'm just not going to be friends with everyone, and that's fine. And that's also for, like, you know, maybe friends or not friends. I mean, um, you know, in-laws, you're not going to be best friends with them, or even family. You're not all going to be super close, and that you just have to come to that conclusion, unfortunately. Um, so my biggest advice for work, I guess, would be to... Um, you know, distance yourself in any way you can. Mentally, maybe you can do it physically, um, verbally, any way, because unfortunately there are going to be people in everyone's life at some point who you have to be around and you just can't help it, whether they're toxic or not, and you just have to be around them. (sighs) So that would just be my biggest advice. So let's talk about friends, toxic friends. And I talked, you know, a lot about this. Um, Friends can be hard to break things off with, but also with friends. Now, I mean, I'm not in school. Well, I am in school, but it's obviously online. Um. I mean, maybe in high school or whatever, college even, um, if you have a class with this person, or maybe you work with them, your friend or whatever, and you have a falling out or something. Um, But most of the time with friends, if you decide not to be their friend anymore, you really might not have to see them anymore. Um, I feel like you should be most picky with friends and your spouse. Maybe more picky with your spouse, a little less friends. Very picky with friends, though. Like all of the things I said earlier. How do they make you feel before you talk to them? Are they there for you? Um, Do they bring you down? Are they, you know, possessive? Um, Whatever. Whatever it is. Are they... Are they feeding into you, you know? And there's, there's all different types of friends, too. You have, like, your soulmate friends... You have your, like, acquaintance friends. You have your friends who, you know, you only see a little a little bit or maybe you send a funny text back and forth if you think of each other. Um, you know, all the different... I don't have to tell you, you know, you know what at this point probably whoever is listening is at an age where you, you know what types of friends are what. Um, so decide what type of friend is this person to me. How involved am I with this person? Because you could be very involved with a toxic person, you know. Maybe they've always been toxic and you've just kept your mouth shut. Maybe they went through something. Oh, pause. That's something else I want to say. This toxic person in your life, whoever it is, what have they been through? Maybe they had a bad day. Maybe something terrible is going on. Maybe, you know, whatever. Maybe they had an injury. They're laid up for a while. Maybe they just had a terrible childhood and they're a bad person. I don't want to say that. Um, Just not healthy. And so you have to think of all the reasons why these people are bringing you down. And you have to know that it's not just you either. Even if it seems that way. If they're being this way with you, they're most likely this way with other people in their life, maybe just in different ways. So please don't ever think it's you. And also, as mean as someone is being to you, you have to, you have to put yourself in their shoes. 
And there is always going to be stuff that you don't know that people are going through. There is, I mean, it's just a fact. And anytime, even people you don't know, anytime someone treats you with disrespect, you have to think, one, I need to be the bigger person and I need to respond in a, you know, in a good way or whatever. And that can be so hard. I know, I know it can. But I really do believe that is a very important thing to do. And I'm not saying to let people disrespect you. By no means should you. But you can say things in a nice way to shut people down or walk away or whatever. You can do it. I promise there is a way. I promise you. But you always need to consider what people are going through. Okay? So just also think about that. And that maybe can also help you with the type of relationship you want for this person. With them, I mean. Like, maybe they are having a really hard time and you're thinking, gosh, they're not treating me the way I want. I've had a conversation with them. They're still being the same way. Maybe distance yourself. Or I know so many adults who still to this day are traumatized by things that they've been through as a child or whatever, you know, in their early adulthood that made them be the way they are and they kind of use it as a crutch and that's not okay I don't think I'm not one to I never use my experience my bad experiences oh well I went through this so that's why I choose to talk this way to people or act this way to people if anything I use my bad experiences as a way to turn things around and I And I'm not saying not to process things the way you need to. Absolutely do. Get help. Talk to friends. Talk to family. Talk to someone. Or maybe if you don't have anyone to talk to. Well, talk to me, first of all, if you need someone. But maybe if you can't talk to anyone for some reason, find other ways. Work out. I don't know. Go take yourself on dates. I used to do that all the time when I was single. I used to always take myself on dates to like the melting pot and stuff by myself. And maybe, you know, maybe you don't like that. Find a great show to binge, a good book, something. Find ways to deal with yourself as well, because you never want to be that toxic person in someone's life because you could be toxic and not even know it. Just the same way people could be toxic in your life and they don't know it. So I just wanted to make that disclaimer. But um, I, I barely remember what I left off on. I think I was talking about toxic friends. Um, oh, how there were different types of friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What was I saying, though? What was I saying about it? Um... I'll just repeat myself. Sorry if I'm repeating myself, but I'll just say again, you know, to decide what type of person you want. Do you want to be, I mean, are you best friends with this person? Have you tried talking with them? If they're continuing to act the same way, either say, and it's okay. It's not childish to say to someone, if they're treating you wrong and you've talked with them, already and they're still you know acting that way it's not childish to say you know what I can't have you in my life what is childish is for someone to do something to you and then you say I'm not your friend anymore or I'm or 
Maybe you don't need, maybe you ghost them. I think that's completely childish. And I don't think in all situations ghosting people is bad. Um, but toxic people, it can be very hard. They might argue with you. Who knows? I don't always think ghosting is a terrible thing to do, honestly. I truly believe that. Um, I think in any situation, if you can talk to a person, you should, but I understand that's not always the case. Um, but if a friend, if you've done everything you felt like you could, just say, I'm sorry, I can't do this anymore. Or maybe if it's bad enough, you know, like I said, ghosting them. I feel weird saying that because um, I've been ghosted when I haven't done anything wrong, but maybe I was a toxic person to that person. Um, it does suck, and sometimes people might not ever let go of it. Um, that's not on you, though. You're not responsible for the way people act and talk and react and all those things. You're not responsible for that. If you have been as kind as you could, as open as you could, and honest and all of the good things, it is not your responsibility. And I hope that everyone knows that you're not responsible for the way anyone does anything, says, or whatever. Whatever it is, I hope everyone knows you're never responsible for that. So, um, I haven't really had situations where I've had to cut off friends. Um, I mean, of course, I've had the classic, like, where you just kind of die out or whatever. And that's, I mean whatever um well it's not whatever but you know people grow apart I actually well okay that's not true I actually have had a friend who um I'm not friends with anymore who was I don't want to say toxic because I feel like in this instance it was more just kind of like negative vibe in my life which you know I feel like there is a difference and I do think it's important to realize that difference um just negative vibes talking about people all the time not really hmm, kind of toxic actually if I think about all the things I just said not helping me when I needed it um you know, in, in, in relative manners. I mean, you know, not, again, not everyone can do everything for you all the time. That's why you need to learn to help yourself. But, um, you know, a lot more giving than getting and stuff like that. So I did ghost them actually. And I wish that I would have gave them closure because there was a later conversation and I did hurt them by ghosting them because they had no idea the things that they were doing. Anyways, that was on, you know, a little bit my bad. So that actually isn't an instance where that has happened to me. Um, so yeah, I guess the number one thing, I think I've said a lot and I don't want to ramble on. I hope someone, you know, I hope that anyone actually has been able to get something from this conversation and I feel like dealing with toxic people especially as an adult you know what's funny when I was younger I used to think after school like you know once I graduate from school I'm never gonna have to do anything I don't want to again I'm I'm leaving space for you all to laugh at me because that was absolutely absurd for me to ever think that well you know when you're a kid you don't you just think, oh, one day I'm going to have a car and a house and that's it. 
you don't think when you have a car it can break down or you have to get it inspected or when you have a house your water heater can break or whatever you know you don't think about those things so in school all you're thinking about is all these people telling you what to do and how you have to do all this work that you don't want to do and you're like when this is over my life is going to be smooth sailing um I mean I won't say it's the complete opposite I would just say it is rough sailing in different ways as an adult and that could be toxic relationships um I think that uh, and money but that's a whole other thing um toxic relationships can just be a real really something that you run into as an adult um whereas a kid I mean I think all little kids are a little bit toxic they're kind of savages where they say anything and everything and they will just completely roast you um but maybe we should take lessons from that anyways um yeah so as an adult and I obviously haven't reached my full adulthood whatever um, but even through my experiences thus far, you know, um, toxic relationships is going to be something people deal with at one point or another. And I don't want to say your whole life because hopefully not. I mean, like, I think about my grandparents who are retired, who maybe maybe there are toxic people in their life and I don't know about it. Um, none of them would ever say that to me. But anyways, um, the point is learning boundaries, learning what type of relationship you want with this person, taking things at face value, okay, thinking, can you deal with this forever or could you not? And that's obviously not a work situation. That's more like friends, family, spousal situations. Um, so I hope this was helpful. I'm sorry if I rambled. It's been a while. Every episode, I feel like I apologize for rambling if you have any any ideas about other segments you'd like to listen to um please give me a heads up I kind of like the things that I've chose oh did I name three thankful fours I I don't think so I I know that one of the segments I said I was going to name three thankful fours okay three thankful fours here we go and I'm sorry if sometimes they're going to be material things um I mean, when you work hard for something and you're able to buy it, I mean, you're going to be thankful for it. So that's all I have to say. I don't want to have to defend myself, Um, even though I just did. Anyways, I'm thankful for my AirPod. I'm thankful that I found it. I'm thankful for the bar that caught my AirPod and, you know, kept it safe for a few weeks or however long it was. I'm thankful for my new job. And I'm thankful for my mom having a spare bedroom that I can turn it into a really freaking cute office and it's going to be my own space. No offense, Richie. I mean, let's be real here. The whole house is kind of my own space. Even his room, like with the monitor, he's also sharing it with like the litter boxes and the cat's food bowls. And then like he has a little corner and then the whole other part is like me and the cat. So, yeah, he has his little corner, but I'm just excited to have, like, a little office. I love, like, office things. Like, when I was younger, I wasn't asking. I mean, I would get, like, webkins. I had, like, 13 webkins, and I just thought I was just the coolest thing ever. And, like, I think, what is it, Littlest Pet Shop? And my grandma said I did Polly Pockets. I don't totally remember that. But anyways, when they would go to the store, 
my grandma and my mom, they used to always take me to, like, Walmart on Saturdays. That was, like, my thing. And then we'd go to, like, Pelicans, which is, like, snow cones. That was, that was my childhood. That was amazing. Um, but when we go to Walmart, I was run into the school supply section. Notebooks, pencils, pencil cases. I mean, you name it, if it was in the school supply section, I wanted it. Cute stapler, a little mini thing, a little mini, you know, stapler with a smiley face on it, stuff like that. That was me. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited to have, like, a whole little organized cute space. And I'm thankful for my mom for letting me do that. Um, I'm going to be, like, feeling like I'm living back at home. It's going to be... I love I love living with my mom, so I'm not, like, hating on it at all. Um, so, yeah, thank you, everyone, for listening. Thank you to the people who reached out. The three of you, only three of you, reached out to me and said, hey, you haven't posted in a while. Um, the rest of you... I mean, I'm not going to say I'm disappointed that none of you tried to follow up and, like, see if I was okay, but, you know, we'll let it slide. Um, but anyways, thank you for the support. Thank you for the people who tune in every week, um, even if you don't, even if you've only listened once. Thank you. Um, I really like my podcast. I really like to talk, obviously, and my podcast is like my open diary where I say things that I can't say to people. Um, The only thing is, sometimes I find myself saying stuff, and then people will be like, hey, wait, you said this. Um, What's that about? And then I'll be like, ooh, shucks. Like, I didn't really think about people following up with me about the stuff I say. But anyways, regardless, I'm thankful for all of you. I love all of you. And there will be a podcast episode next week. I'm going to be back on my podcast grind. Now I've got a new job. Um, I've got the school thing pad down. I'm feeling, I'm feeling re- rejuvenated, okay? So with that all being said, I will talk to you next week.